Good morning. Good morning. My name is Robert Elliott. I serve as the senior pastor teacher here at Calvary Bible Church. And on behalf of the incredible body of Christ called Calvary Bible Church, we extend to Ivy's family our sincere Christian condolences and love. And uh, she is certainly a valued and trusted and important member of our church family. And we're going to, along with you, miss her very much. We're grateful to know where she is, though, with her Savior. This is a Christian funeral service rather than a funeral service without any hope. This is so because Ivy Marina Knowles is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and Ivy Marina Knowles is actually having a homegoing service this Saturday morning. Ivy is one of Christ's own daughters. And Ivy is the reason that we're all here, but Ivy is not here. You are here to look up, to look around, and to look inside, to see God's perspective, promises, and hope in a time of bereavement. Every human being is made in God's image. God is three persons in one God. God is Father, God is Son, and God is Holy Spirit. Each of us being made in God's image has three parts as well. We have a spirit which is capable of relationship with God. We have a soul or a personality, an intellect, emotion, and will that is allowing us to have a relationship with each other. And we have a body that allows us to have a relationship with our environment through our senses. When Ivy's soul and spirit were dismissed in the plan of God from her body, those aspects of Ivy, her soul and spirit, immediately went to be with Christ in heaven, absent from the body, present with the Lord. And what we um, see today is her precious body that served her well as a tent, a temporary dwelling until she was given her permanent dwelling on high, and one day this body will be bodily resurrected, transformed, glorified, reunited with their soul and spirit to thus forever be with Jesus in heaven, enjoying all of the splendors that heaven is. Heaven is a prepared place, but only for prepared people. Ivy Knowles was and is a prepared person because of her saving faith in Jesus Christ. And so again, I say it, that Ivy Marina Knowles is the reason that we're all here, but Ivy's not here. Ivy's with Christ. And we're here to look up, to look around, to look within, to look into the Word of God, to gain God's perspective on this time, this tender time. Let us sing together as we remember our Savior. Our Savior is faithful, and He promised eternal life to all who would trust in Him alone. And so... As we sing this opening song of assurance, let's sing it with the remembrance that Sister Ivy indeed, as Pastor Elliot has said, is absent from the body and present 
with the Lord because of her faith in a faithful God. Let's stand together and the immediate family may remain seated if you wish as we sing Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. My song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day is praising him like never before today in his presence. You may be seated. Pastor Roland Bryan comes to lead us in an opening word of prayer.
Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generation. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Father, we thank you for today. And we thank you for the life of Sister Ivy, Lord. She loved you. We have visited her many times. And we were always welcome. And she demonstrated her love to you in so many ways. Lord, I don't have to tell you this because you know all things. This morning, dear Father, as we continue in this home-going service, our hearts go out for the family, dear Lord, especially if there's someone here in the family who does not know the joy of salvation that Sister Ivy knew and so loved. I pray that you would help, Lord, that they would use this time to surrender their hearts to you, realizing that one of these is going to be their time. And they must be ready. We thank you, dear Lord, for those who know you as Lord and Savior, as Sister Ivy did. And Father, we realize that nothing we can say this morning the other take away from the blessings that you have already given to Sister Ivy. But I pray, dear Lord, that you would bless this congregation. We thank you so many friends, dear Lord, have come by. It's a demonstration, dear Lord, that they love her and they care for the family. And I pray that you would bless this service be with each worshiper, dear Lord. Bless from the pulpit right down to the pews this morning, dear Lord. And, oh God, I pray that as the opportunity is given to choose you, I pray, dear Lord, that many would decide to do so. Bless the family, dear Lord. Take care of them. Comfort them, dear Lord, in a way that only you can do. Thank you once again, dear Lord, for this day. Pray that you would use this service for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning will be brought by Gary Mackey, friend of the family. Good morning, church. The scripture reading is taken from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, 
and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. This is the word of the Lord. Marva Johnson will come at this time to minister in song. Good morning, everyone. Again, condolences to the family. In the song I'm about to sing is a tribute to the family, especially to their friend's sister, Catherine Mackey. There's a place in heaven Prepare for me when the toils of this life is over. Where the saints are clothed in white before the throne. Singing praises forevermore. Jesus promised me a home over there. Jesus promised me a home. Me a home. 
Jesus promised us a home over there. Yes, he promised us a home over there. No more sickness and sorrow, pain and care. Jesus promised us a home over there. Thank you. Give us eyes to see the unseen, right, Evan? The cross, forgiveness, grace. Because the unseen is eternal. Thank you for that ministering song very much. Our New Testament reading will be from Sina Major, a friend of the family. Good morning, church. The scripture reading is taken from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would, not, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. This is the word of the Lord. Just a little further in Jesus' words that Sinai read, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. A tribute now from Howard McPhee, a brother-in-law. Morning, friends and family. Ordinarily, I would say it's a pleasure to be here, but I cannot say that today. I am not what I would have been if it hadn't been this situation. But in any case, it's a good thing Jesus promised us a home over there, according to Sister Johnson. And I'm trying to put myself together and prepare myself for that home. The year was 1967 when I was introduced to a short, I heard someone use the word I'm going to use now, beautiful lady. Before that day, 
I didn't know that there was a lady by the name of Ivy Marina. But as that day came along, and I was a part of that day, I have been given the most joyous day of my life by meeting her. I have never known, I have my papers, but I don't think I need this too much. I never known that there was such a human being in this world before that day. One of the nicest person I've ever run into in my days of my time on earth was Ivy Knowles. I've never, never been treated the way I've been treated by her ever before. I have sisters and brothers. I have sister-in-laws always, also. But I've called Ivy my sister because rightfully so she was. I've married to her sister. And rather than saying sister-in-law, I said, I'm saying she is my sister. Um, she never allowed you to come to her house at any given day and let you go with your hand swinging. She would always put something in your hand. If you're hungry, she's going to feed you. If you're tired, she would also ask you to have some rest, lay down the bed or something like that. There was never a human being in this world that I met without that kind of way. She had class. That lady is no ordinary lady. She was a lady that the Lord prepared on Israel for all of us. If you were a stranger, by the time you, when she meet, by the time you leave her present, you would feel like family. She didn't have, she didn't have much. But whatever the Lord prepared her with, you would think that she was a rich lady because she distributed that to each and every one. She never made any distinction of you so-and-so, you so-and-so, no. Everyone in her book was even equal. I, I could remember that first day when I met her, she didn't know me before my was expecting wife then, wife now, before she introduced me to her. But she was determined in her heart that uh, this gentleman, not knowing him so well, but he's interested in my sister, and I'm not gonna let him go from here feeling the way he came, he's gonna be feeling better. And she did that. The table was spread. Food was on the table. Drinks was there also. And she said, eat what you want to eat. I remember recently before she took ill, I went to her house. And on Carl Harbor, Carl Hertz, and she knew I was sick sometime prior to that. And for me to be or get well again, I had to change lifestyle. And after I changed lifestyle, I went there. My wife said, what are you going to eat? I said, don't worry about that. Uh, 
uh, the Lord will make a way somehow. And certainly he did through Sister Ivy. She said, Harvard, we didn't have anything that you eat, but I'm going to fix something for you. And she did. And I was full by the time I leave you. I had too much. I couldn't eat all what she gave me. I said to myself, Lord, what a woman. What a very good woman. Thank God for you. She did it, how we? She didn't act like some of us, Bahamian would act. You sit there and they may offer you a glass of water. She never did that. She did that. Everyone who met Ivy could attest that she was one of the better Bahamian in this Bahama Island. She was just that. She did it her way, and she did it God's way. You know, I, 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 I like to remember her as a life saver. I couldn't, she didn't, well, she might have even give life in a way because some people went by her house and they might have been very, very down and out. Didn't have nothing much to eat, didn't have nothing. But before they leave Ivy, they was filled to the brim. And then they had something to take with them to eat later. That was Ivy knows. She endeavor to keep everyone happy. One thing I like about her, <clears throat> she never let anyone steal her joy. Never steal her joy. She believed in Jesus and she believed whatever she asked in his name that she will receive. And therefore, she just decided that she was going to share whatever she get. She trusts in the everlasting arms of God. And on Sunday the 5th, I'm told, of this month, she came by the Holy Spirit to this very place. And she worshiped her Lord and Savior in spirit and in truth. And I believe she had a lot of fun. She enjoyed the service. It was so good that she called my wife the next day, which was a Monday. And she said, girl, guess what? I been to church, been to my church yesterday. And the folk, they were so glad, their brothers and sisters, they were so glad to see me. She was on the top of the mountain, high, upbeat. And she said, man, what a mighty God I serve. What a mighty God we all should be serving. If we haven't done so as yet, we need to start today. Yeah, she was upbeat, man. And she said to her, Girl, I feeling good. But it was not to be for much longer because she took ill. Shortly after that, by the next morning, she was sick. Lord was saying to her, you have fought a good fight. You have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up a crown for you in glory. And I believe she will live up to the expectation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
Ah, what a mighty good God we serve. And when she leave from his presence that particular day, because she was still in his presence when she was talking to my wife, she said, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you may have all this world. Give me Jesus, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. Thank you so much, Brother McPhee. Next, another musical selection from Ernest Pratt. Church. I'm going to play It Is Well with my soul.
Thank you so much. Time for us to sing in praise to God that loved him. Uh, don't take the words for granted as we stand to sing Amazing Grace. Fowler comes next to minister to God's glory in song.
Amen. Jesus said and meant, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he or she live. Amen. Thank you so much. Pastor Tommy Albury is going to come to minister God's word, which is such a comfort and a hope at this time. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, congregation. It's a delight to have been asked to share in this service for Sister Ivy. Sunday before last, on the 5th, she was out to the Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. And when the service was out, I took the opportunity to go to speak with her. And uh, Sister Ivy, as usual, had that smile. And she said she was feeling quite well. And uh, she looked well. And then, of course, we got the news that late into the evening, Tuesday, She'd passed on, but there's sorrow to the family that's here today. A dear loved one is gone. But with Sister Ivy, she knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. She was absent from the body and present with him. And that is far better. This morning, I'd like to share from a very familiar passage. It's taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's only one way. If I were to give a title to this chapter, it would be Jesus, the great encourager. There are several things I would like to share with you this morning and to encourage the grieving family and also Challenge to those who have not yet placed faith and trust in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Verse 2 speaks of a heavenly home. Jesus tells us about a prepared place for a prepared people. Time will not allow us to go into great detail about the wonders of this heavenly city this morning. However, for all believers here today, I can tell you, that when we arrive there, we will be home, finally. And we will see Sister Ivy again. We will dwell in the Father's house, in the Father's presence, free from sin, sorrow, suffering, separation, or anything that would hinder the glory of heaven. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4, we're told, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Try as I might, I could never adequately, adequately describe the glories of that place. I think Paul, the Apostle Paul, summed it up well, in the, or the concept well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But just as it has been written, 
things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of a man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. I look forward to entering that city someday. Question this morning, how are you? How are you, are you looking forward, but also are you prepared for that day? Barring the return of Jesus in the rapture, the only way to heaven is through the avenue of death. Interesting that Jesus would speak of heaven as home. Often people are frightened by the prospect of dying. Yet for the child of God, death is not the end. It is simply a time to go home. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what am I going to do? Not only do we have a heavenly home, but we have a heavenly hope. In verse 3, Jesus reminds us that there will come a day when he will return for his people. There are some who don't, do not believe in the rapture of the church. However, the Lord does, and I'll just stick with him. Paul sheds a little more light on this monumental event in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. And again, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Men may doubt it and men may mock it, but Jesus is going to come again. And the best advice I have for you is to be ready to meet him. In Matthew 24 and 44, says, for this reason, you must also be ready for, son, for the son of man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Many people today are saying, yes, you've been talking about the coming of Christ for over 2000 years. And you're still saying Jesus is coming soon. But the Bible tells us in such an hour as we think not, Christ will return. In a very real sense, Jesus is saying, what Jesus is saying, he's telling these men, I'm going away, but you will hear from me again. In fact, the last recorded words of our Lord Jesus given to John on the island of Patmos in that statement, Jesus shared, said, surely I come quickly. 2000 years doesn't sound quickly, does it? But it's a short period of time when it comes to God. We also then have a heavenly homecoming now the disciples are upset with the notion that Jesus is going away. Therefore, he tells them that where he is going, they can come also. Thank God this morning. The greatest glory of heaven will not be the golden streets, 
jasper walls, angelic hosts, crystal rivers, and endless day, or even seeing those who have gone on before. Even the thought of all of these wonders pales when placed alongside that which will thrill our hearts more than anything else, that thing which should excite believers more than anything else, that one wonder that we most anticipate is the day when we shall at last look upon the face of the one who died for our sins on Calvary, when we shall at last have the opportunity to bow at his nail-scarred feet and shout his praises in that heavenly city on high. That is what Sister Ivy is experiencing, the joy, that joy today. The song, What a Day That Will Be, when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through that promised land. What a day, what a glorious day that will be. Are you anticipating that this morning? Yes. Sister Ivy was, and she's now enjoying that today, up in glory. One of the greatest descriptions ever penned about our risen Lord is found in Revelation chapter five and verse six. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders, a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. That is the Jesus we will behold in glory. That is the Jesus Sister Ivy is now beholding. Do you have a heavenly home, a heavenly hope, a heavenly homecoming? If not, there is help for you today from Jesus in the matter of salvation. Jesus tells the disciples there is only one plan of salvation for all men. He tells Thomas that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He declares himself to be the only access to God for any man or woman. He goes beyond that revelation and says, he is in fact the very physical representation of Almighty God. Boil down to this in its simplest terms, Jesus is the only means of salvation for all humanity. It's faith alone in Christ alone, nothing else. John 14 and the second half of the verse states, he who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say, show us the Father? And in Acts chapter four and verse 12, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. And then in Acts chapter 16 and verse 31, they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And then that familiar verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
All these verses bear testimony to the truth that salvation is found in Jesus Christ and in him alone. Now in our day and time, this is considered a very narrow view, but it is the view that is, is taught in the word of God. Many feel there are various routes one can take to reach God, but the Bible makes it very clear there is but one way for all, men and women, and that way is through faith in Jesus Christ alone, through his sacrifice at Calvary and his glorious resurrection. Jesus blazed the trail from earth to heaven so that sinners might come to him by faith and be saved. In the passage that we read, Jesus gives us a threefold assurance. One, how can I be saved? He is the way. How can I be sure? He is the truth. How can I be satisfied? He is the life. Thank God Jesus is all you will ever need in the matter of your soul's salvation. I thank the Lord today for Jesus the great encourager. I'm glad that when I do not understand what is going to happen, when it seems like everything is falling apart, and when today have we ever heard that more so than now? So many people, problems, difficulties, my whole life is falling to pieces. When I don't know which way to turn, who to go to, what's gonna happen, I can always count on Jesus. He's always there. As that song says, he's there all the time. He has given us all we need today, whether the need is for salvation or for peace of mind and comfort of heart. The remedy will be found in him. I invite you to come to Jesus today and cast your cares upon him. Whatever you face today, you do not have to face it alone. Will you come to Jesus, the great encourager, right now and find the help you need? Will you, like Sister Ivy, place your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, a Savior, and be able to say, as she did, to be absent from the body for the believer is to be present with their Lord and Savior? Something to consider today if you've not already made that decision. Something to think about, perhaps even before you leave this service today, that you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you'll make that all-important decision. Acknowledge you are a sinner, that there's nothing you can do to save yourself, and place faith alone, in Christ alone, for what he did for all of us at Calvary. Let's just have a word of prayer now, particularly for the family. Would you bow with me, please? Father, again, we thank you for this opportunity this morning to share your word, to give honor to Sister Ivy, who is now at home in glory with you. But for those who are here, for those of us who know you and as Lord and Savior, praise the Lord. If we were called home today, we would go to be with Jesus. 
but perhaps there are some here who have not yet placed faith and trust in you. We ask that they might make that all-important decision today. We think especially of the family. Mourning the loss of a mother, a grandmother, uh, other members of the family, she's no longer here. She's at home in glory. But we pray that you would comfort the hearts of the family today. Encourage them, dear Father, that they, we know that they will miss their dear mom, their grandmom, their godmother, an aunt. She will be missed dearly, but yet she's at home with you. Comfort the family today. Give them that peace of mind and contentment of heart. And we pray that each one of them, if they don't know you already as personal savior, will make that all important decision, perhaps today, because we're not even promised the next few seconds. We used to say, dear father, here, tomorrow, here today and gone tomorrow, but now it's here today and gone today. Time and tide wait on no man. So bless the family. Be with them in a special day, way we pray. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank the Lord for his word and for the ministry of his word. These moments, would you please stand with me? Please stand. Because our time of committal will be in the cemetery, we are going to sing our final hymn at this time, It Is Finished.
Through the darkness, he cried. 